With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, listeners, to Art Fair Radio. This is Connie Mettler of ArtFairInsiders.com, a social networking site for artists, and I'm also publisher of ArtFairCalendar.com, the place online to find the nation's best art fairs. Later in the show, we'll be taking your calls. Here is the number. Write it down, 805-243-1338, 805-243-1338. Today's show's topic is bringing buyers to art fairs. To my mind, the most important thing an art fair organizer can do from the artist's perspective is to bring in people to the event who love art and want to own the art. How does a show make this happen? How do they get those people to come? Basically, shows artists rank shows on how well they sell at the shows. Today's guests, really special guests, have been ranked number one and number two by the ericfairsourcebook.com as the best shows in the country based on that criteria. Where are the best sales? My guests are Christy Salamone, who is the executive director of the La Quinta Arts Festival in La Quinta, California. That festival is a fundraiser for the La Quinta Arts Foundation, a nonprofit that provides cultural outreach programs to that region of California. She joined the foundation in 1998 as finance director and was appointed executive director in 2001. Hello, Christy. Thank you for your time today. Glad to be with you, Connie. I'm so glad you could be with it. Joining Christy from La Quinta is Kathleen Hughes, who joined the La Quinta Foundation in 2002 as event manager, developing events and managing them. Hello, Kathleen. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Connie. Now, the La Quinta Arts Festival is a large event that serves an affluent area of our country. Does that mean that smaller events can't also draw art collectors? and that people in smaller towns are not going to be able to make good sales? Anyone who's been in this business for any length of time knows that each event is unique. And as a person travels from show to show, the part of the charm is how different they are from one another. So to contrast the wonderful La Quinta Arts Festival today, our third guest is representing a small fair near St. Louis, Missouri, Art on the Square in Belleville, Illinois. Patty Gregory is its founding executive director. The show was started in 2012, and I would like to welcome Patty to our show. How are you doing, Patty? Great. Looking forward to our conversation. Okay. So the three of you represent two of the best shows 
in the country based on artist sales. And, of course, that is the most important thing to artists, right? And, of course, it's important to you to get these rankings that the artists are doing well because that brings you all more people, more sponsors, right? Isn't that how it works, Christy? Absolutely. Uh, the rankings are very important, and uh, certainly um, ensuring the artist's success is paramount. Okay, Christy, how long has the um, La Quinta Arts Festival been around? Well, uh, the La Quinta Arts Foundation and the La Quinta Arts Festival was established as a nonprofit in 1982, concurrent with the incorporation of the city of La Quinta by its first mayor. The founding fathers of uh, the city of La Quinta wanted the area to become a haven for artists and artistic pursuits, really inspired by the area's natural beauty. So the first festival uh, in that year welcomed 50 artists and was set up around the swimming pool of a local resort, and Red Mm -hmm. Skelton served as honorary chairman that first year. Wow, okay. <laughs> Very cool. So, And now how many artists do you have this year? We had 230 artists. 230, okay. For the last several years, yes. Okay, and, and the mission of the foundation is? Well, to... the foundation's mission is um, uh, promoting and cultivating the arts, and the mission for the festival is to provide exhibition and sales opportunities to artists and quality cultural and learning experiences to the residents and visitors to our area. Okay. And you have a lot of uh, winter visitors, don't you? We do. Uh, we lovingly refer to them as the snowbirds, and okay. uh, they they really um, have been instrumental in in keeping the economy thriving here, in, uh, particularly over the last uh, several years with the adverse economic conditions. So we're very grateful to have them. So that's another reason I wanted to talk to people from these two shows. There it could not be more diametrically opposite. Patty, how much tourism do you have in Belleville? <laughs> not a lot. <laughs> not a and lot. That actually was uh, one of the reasons why we started the show uh, over uh, 12 years ago. We'll be going into our 13th year. And uh, actually, I think one of the big things that has made our show uh, so successful is the fact that we from the very beginning, sought the emotional buy-in of the whole com- uh, community and the surrounding area. And when we debuted in uh, 2002, we uh, were in the top 1% of the shows in the nation. And since then, we've been 76% of our time in the top 10 50% of our time in the top two, and 33% of our time is number one. So, uh, And I think a lot of that has to do with the way that we started the show and our okay, we'll get to that in a minute for that. Okay, we'll get, we'll get to that part of it. Okay, so the, the both of you have had, had wonderful civic support from the beginning, and the intentions of your events was cultural enrichment of the area okay so um let's see kathleen since you're the uh, event manager how many people are involved in the production of uh, the la quinta show 
staff, volunteers, actually, et cetera? We actually have five full-time staff. We work all year round on the event. And then we have over 300 volunteers that we bring in to manage it. Okay, great. And how about you, Patty? How many, how many staff do you have? Well, we have um, one volunteer executive director, <laughs> and we have 33 uh, volunteer committee chairs. And during the actual event, we have 600 volunteers that work tirelessly throughout. Okay, so there, here we go. Another one of the contrast between these shows is La Quinta has full-time staff, and the Belleville show is a volunteer committee. Committees, correct? correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, all right. So, so that that's another. And yet, here we go at the end. The end of it is the sales are great at both of them. Okay. Um, so what, um, Christy? What is your budget at La Quinta? Well, um, to digress back to the last mm-hmm. um, comment, we have five full-time people who carry out all the programs of La Quinta right. Arts Foundation, and there are many you have more, more than just the festival. Besides right. the festival, yes, yes, mm-hmm. we have um, Art Under the Umbrellas, which are one-day. Um, uh, show uh, ex- exhibition and and sales opportunities for artists here in the local community, and these are designed for emerging artists and local artists. Um, and we have several outreach education programs. So to okay. clarify that, the foundation right. is involved in in much more it's, than just the festival. It but is a much a different kind of a business. It's, a, it's yes, quite different it, kind of business, right? Right. 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 Okay. So, what, so what kind so of budget do you have? So the foundation's annual budget is in the area of one million. Okay, one one million. How about you, Patty? Okay, uh, we actually are a foundation also, and uh, an, and our budget is three hundred and twenty thousand dollars, and also, but that does not include our in kind. In kind, that we receive right. for all of our outreach programs and different things that we do throughout right. the year, and for also like media in kind, and usually our in kind runs between three hundred and fifty thousand to five hundred thousand. Okay, all right. So there's sponsorship. We're talking plenty of money on both of these events. Uh, uh, Kathleen, how are the proceeds from the festival used? The, our proceeds are really used to benefit our outreach programs, which Chris, Christy mentioned, which include a visual arts scholarship program, which has already granted over 1.1 million, and that all goes and that goes for uh, students that are pursuing careers in in the visual arts themselves. We also teach uh, in lo- local elementary schools, and then we always are looking to invest back, improve evolve all of our events that we do as well. Okay, so it, go- it goes back into the fund for the other events also. Okay, and Patty, what do you do with the proceeds of your event? Well, the majority of our proceeds uh, come from sponsorship uh, mm-hmm. because we don't actually, we do not have a gate fee. Uh, but what we do with ours is we have uh, community outreach programs that we work with all year long. Uh, we work with Scott Air Force Base with uh, children of deployed military, workshops for children of deployed mil- military. We have our artists in residence programming. Uh, we also have um, a program called the Connecting Creative Bridges. And through that programming, we've been able to bring um, 
an art educator consultant into the schools for the special need adults, uh, students from uh, 16 to 22 years old. And you know, this, this is very impressive. When, pe- when people say, think that people run an art fair, that they just uh, they spend a month working on it, even your smaller event that's all volunteer-driven, as well as the larger event, it is a year-round undertaking. Right, everybody? Correct. <laughs> <Yeah>. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a year-round undertaking, undertaking, and the the funds that you bring in support all kinds of other kinds of programs. Okay. Now, Patty does not have a gate fee, so it's it's free. Tell me, uh, what about a La Quinta, uh, Kathleen? We definitely have a gate, have a gate fee? fee. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. A single-day entry is $10, or someone mm-hmm. can purchase a multi-day pass. We're actually a four-day show. So you can mm-hmm. purchase a multi-day pass for 15 and come all four days. Mm, nice. Okay. Do you uh, also, is your show also a commission show? Yes, it is. We and, are and a 20% also, commission show. Okay. I would, attended an art fair um, not far from you a few years back in the desert, and I noticed that people had, everybody had sales pads or receipt that everybody had to fill out and they were collecting them at the gate. Is that what you do also? Yes, we do. Okay. All right. That's that's not we that's pretty I was surprised to see that's unusual, but I think it's um relevant to your area and that's the way events are run differently in different parts of the country. Okay. Well, Patty, and so that's that, how, uh, mm-hmm. Connie, that's how we are able to quantify our sales because they oh. are reported to us. It's there, you know, uh, a lot of uh, shows that are not uh, rely on the audits of uh, just a few artists who report their sales, and we are able to quantify actual numbers based on the fact oh. that we are a commission show. In in art on the Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Art on the Square Patty? also has has the um, the reports from the artist. They are given to us at the end of the show. So, right, you know, right. So we have an idea also then of what our sales are, and um, at our three day event. Okay, all right. But at La Quinta, nobody can get out out even leave the premises without handing in a sales slip to someone yes, at the and, gate. And, so, yeah. Right, and we basically right. do that in, in, a, in a little a different fashion. They cannot receive their um, their parking vehicle pass to come in <laughs> to get their... They can't leave, right? You don't let the artist leave. <laughs> okay, well that's that's a good way to. Okay, so that's that's pretty much the background that I wanted to establish some of the differences between the shows and your different kinds of communities and your missions. Although your missions are quite similar, just in different parts of the country. So here's the important part: how and the reason I contacted you. How do you bring buyers? to your event. So I will start with Christy. Kathleen, you can tag team with her however you want to do it. And the question is, tell me about your strategy for bringing buyers to your event. And let's, you know, let's make short sentences, not long stories, but, you know, sure. what what is what is the strategy? Sure. Uh we have a comprehensive 
targeted marketing strategy. And, uh, you know, for anyone that tells you that marketing is not important or significant to their success, we have, um, I, I would say that they're telling you half truths because we invest a lot of money in marketing to reach um, audiences beyond the Coachella Valley as well as um, our local audiences. Um, we have engendered um, great support over the years from the local community, um, and uh, we uh, we reward those loyal customers by um, uh, with a direct mail campaign that offers them a discount and so forth. So our marketing is very comprehensive, very extensive. Um, another part of um, in bringing buyers to the event is nurturing the relationships that create those uh, repeat purchases. And that happens year-round uh, through all of the um, activities of the foundation, um, through membership, through this, you know, the various constituency constituencies that we um, uh, deal with, the volunteers, everyone helps spread the word about the festival uh, and um, certainly uh, create those uh, repeat attendees and repeat purchasers. And then I think um, attempting to introduce and cultivate the next audiences, um, again, happens through our outreach programming, through our scholarship. In fact, that was the original intention of the scholarship program. They said, how do we ensure you know, that the, the continuation of exhibitors at our show, and they established the um, scholarship program very early on. So uh, those are some of the tactics um, that, that we use to bring buyers to our event. Um, I know that you, um, that La Quinta is in a um, pretty well-to-do area with some um, pretty good demographics, although I know you said earlier that um, you also have migrant workers in the area, so it's, it's pretty much, it's mixed uh, population. But um, what kind of, if you if you have high median households, do you do anything with those people in particular to encourage them to attend? By uh, yes, um, as yes. I just described. Okay. Um, okay. Marketing strategies, um, being in communication with them year round, um, involving them in all of the activities of the foundation. Uh, uh, you know, we have, uh, as I mentioned before, earlier, um, art under the umbrellas. Uh, that those are uh, exhibitions. Some festival artists participate in them, um, and it's introducing new artists again. Uh, so I think uh, the uh, general population in the valley, and I, I don't know if your listeners know, we are not a big um, geographic area. Not We're not close to large population centers. The Coachella Valley is relatively small, and it's a resort retirement community. Um, so um, when we're competing against those big shows in St. Louis and Cherry Creek and Denver, we do not have that kind of attendance at our shows that um, that uh, some of those big uh, events are able to um, uh, procure. 
So um, we rely on year-round communication with um, the, the local area and involvement and trying to get them engaged in all of the activities of the foundation uh, as a tool to, uh, you know, leading up to the festival, building that excitement. Mm-hmm. So do you um, also have a fair number of local artists in your show? In in festival itself, local? Yes, in the festival. No, mm-hmm. no, no. Okay, to be honest with you, not. not um, our artists come from across the nation. We usually have artists from at least 40 states are, are in the show. Local mm-hmm. artists, we may have 20, I would mm-hmm. say, on average. So, no, it is not a local art show. We have several other regional art shows in the area that are are not looking to Arts Foundation endorsed art mm-hmm. shows. Those are more your regional, your local art shows. Okay, also, as Christy right. said, our, we have eight of the art on the umbrellas. That's our vehicle to support the local artist and the emerging, emerging artist. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay. All right. Um, Patty, I know that um, you're the founding member of your event, and mm-hmm. you... You let's see. As I recall, when I heard you do a presentation, you taught in, uh, primary grades in Belleville schools for a long time. When you retired, you needed something to do, so you started an art fair. Correct. Is that correct? Yeah. Correct. I actually uh, taught special education for 18 years and then 14 years in second grade. And while I started art on the square, while I was still teaching. So it was kind of a juggling event (laughs) Uh, during Mm -hmm. that time. um, We, as far as as bringing buyers into the market, of course, I think that the two communities that we are discussing today are pretty um, comparable in the population of the actual community. Uh, We're around 40,000 to 42,000 people, and um, but we do have to bring in from St. Louis the big metropolitan, which is the largest metropolitan area around. Uh, what One of our, because we all know that potential buyers e- equal greater sales, and so first and foremost is our marketing uh, and promotion. Art on the Square actually spends about $90,000 from our budget uh, towards marketing and promotion. Um, we also receive... Uh, about 250000 from radio and TV commercials. Uh, we have a large billboard campaign that goes all the way uh, to Bloomington, Illinois, which is about uh, two and a half hours um, south of Chicago. And we uh, uh, go to Kansas City, Missouri in our marketing. Uh, we also go into southern Illinois. One of the the major things that that we and I I believe uh, Christine and Kathleen do the same thing is our outreach programs because what we call that is consumer training, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. which which we are, you know are doing all year long. And one of the one of the reasons for our outreach programming was to start to um, to prepare a different age group, you know, audience, uh, to get children at a very young age to be interested in the arts. We also have, uh, at the actual event, a high school competition where we've been um, 
very fortunate to have a sponsor, Lindenwood University, who gives us uh, $250,000 every year in scholarships for our high school competition, and it encompasses 42 Southern Illinois schools. So we are bringing in a lot of schools um, from Southern Illinois, from little towns that, uh, you know, may not have the opportunity to compete in in a, a high school competition with that amount of scholarship. And it's kind of fun because in the past several years, we actually have had some applications for the high school exhibit out of state. <laughs> so no, uh, boy. other other states. But <laughs> uh, And then we also have our art cash program that helps bring in our... Um, which is basically art cash uh, gift certificates that we sell all year long to uh, to be spent at the event. So tell so um, so is this some uh, this art cash program is that something you've had from the from the beginning from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think I heard you tell a story about how you went into the the bank president who was one of your students years ago. And you mm-hmm. told him you were starting this show and you needed money, and he, so he gave you money. Correct. <laughs> it wasn't that easy. But, I, I, but you had all these connections in the community, and you went and, and tapped on them, right? I, I, my favorite story about that you told was that you were with some of your girlfriends, and you wanted to do something wonderful for the community. And so you and your girlfriend started a show together, and each one was a part of a, a head of a, of a committee. And you all... Just got together and made it happen. Is that generally the answer? Uh, uh, yes. And and when we started our art cash program, um, I called about twenty women that I knew that uh, had worked with me on other volunteer projects in the community, and I asked each of them to tap into their friends and sell uh, so much art cash, and and they exceeded Networking. our expectations and. Uh, mm-hmm. We've, you know, now we sell close to 115 to 125,000 every year in our cash before it opens, or the show opens. And what, what is the smallest amount a person can purchase our cash in? Fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. Okay, from fifty. Correct. Uh, that 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 certainly makes the bookkeeping better than if you were making it any smaller for sure. Right. right. And okay. The fifty thousand, mm-hmm. and we kept it at fifty thousand um, because we felt like. Somebody could buy that for their girlfriend or, or somebody for a birthday present or, you know, a graduation gift or, or you know. then But at certain levels, if you buy certain levels of art cash, you have more incentive, like tickets to our private receptions or maybe uh, tickets at a certain level to our poster preview unveiling where we have a, a fabulous, you know, um, Reception for for the, only the pre-purchased okay. buyers. Things okay, like so you have special events for these particular buyers. Correct. Um, Christy, do you, do you do something like that? Do you have any special events for your buyers? Uh, we do have <clears throat> poster unveilings and um, events leading up to uh, the the festival. Certainly. Uh, we don't have an art cash program, though, and so I'm very interested in um, learning uh, about Patty's program and how it works. Yes, well, that's, if, I've, if you on. visit our website, there is information on it, um, artonthesquare.com. 
that, uh, you know, you can, um, you know, you will be able to garner information also from our side on that, too. But, but uh, yes, we could talk. <laughs> well, I'm and expecting cross-fertilization here. <laughs> and from, Go on. I'm hearing Patty. I know she's very successful um, being uh, close to a metropolitan area and having a lot more business and industry there. I know she's um, been very much more successful with um, sponsorship than uh, the Arts Foundation has. We do get um, a lot of in-kind uh, contributions as well, but um, that uh, large cash sponsorship from the school district was um, was very surprising. And really? uh, we have not been able to secure anything of that nature. The, our, our primary sponsor is the city of La Quinta, and they do award us um, a, a, a sponsorship every year and participate with us. Um, in fact, uh, the, the festival is held on the Civic Center campus, so it's on um, a city facility. Yes, uh, and well, our- you know. One of the things, though, that that you that you do have at La Quinta is you have a lot of well tourists and people will who are overwintering and second home people, and I know that you have a reputation for selling big pieces of art. Correct? Yes, we do. A sculpture and jewelry and that are very and very expensive pieces sell very very well. So um, do you have any idea who those buyers are and how you got them to the show? Well, the whole nature of the the patron coming to our show, as you mentioned, many of them it is their second home or it could be a retirement home or that type of thing. Remember, we're in an area which you can you live outdoors as well as indoors because of uh, of the weather. So these people, sculpture is just not an indoor item. Sculpture, you decorate your backyard, you decorate your front yard, you decorate your home on the golf course. It really becomes really kind of a a show of your wealth, should I say, of having a beautiful big sculpture on the 18th fairway, let's just say. So that has lended itself. And Mm -hmm. the consumer in that knows because of our marketing and how we lead up to it that many times we feature a sculptor. So they come seeking sculpture or glass, because, again, of the sun, glass looks amazing. So uh-huh. glass is very popular, and women can never have enough jewelry. Well, I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> so that, yes. So that, that makes Christie's and my job easier. <laughs> Yes, it yes, because because of that. Okay, so Patty has the industry and you have the second homes and the retirees, who people who have a a place to really show their wealth. Correct. So that Correct. So there we have so there's a little balance there. Um gosh. Uh, honey, yes. as far as what and it's very interesting to hear Christy and, and Kathy talk about this because that was one of the things that we wanted to, we always uh, try to find out, what is the general public buying at our show? Uh, our medium income for our community is, uh, you know, uh, around 45000 a year for the household okay. income. 
Okay. And so it's very important for us to know what is appealing to our audience. Uh, one of the things that we did notice was our sculpture sales were not as um, great as we wanted them to be. And what uh, Kathy and Christy has have brought up, I have never even thought about that because we're affected in that way with the weather, you know, with the cold and the ice and everything. But mm-hmm. several mm-hmm. years ago in 2007, to increase our sculpture sales, we started an event called uh, an outreach program called Sculpture in the City because we don't have the opportunity for people to put large pieces of sculpture out in their homes. So that was to target market um, corporations to buy and, and donate pieces to the city. Uh, we have incorporated it with our uh, artist and residency programs. Uh, we also um, have a sculpture in the city tour that we partner with our, our local university to have that every year. And in the past, since 2007, we have had 31 pieces of sculpture donated to the city. And so uh, that's we work a great with our program. And we work with our parks and recreation program uh, com- with the city to um you know place this the placements in the parks and uh you know local areas so we're trying to push that art every day and we also felt it was a great way we're surrounded with similar towns all in our area unless you cross the river to you know to uh, Missouri to the St. Louis area so how do you uh differentiate your community from other communities and we felt that we could do that through the arts. So we really wanted that visual impact of people seeing sculpture as they drive down the street. So uh, that was another reason to to promote that So how did you get the buy-in from the city? Well, we have have had a very good relationship uh, from the very beginning. Uh, I actually never had met the mayor, but I called him one day and told him that we would like to start this program uh, with Art on the Square. And that night he had me to his home for dinner. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. by the time we left, we had a sponsorship from the city. Uh, the mm-hmm. next day, um, several days later, it was in the paper about the new event coming to our town. And we had one person call to give us uh, $30,000 in prize money and has continued mm-hmm. to donate that mm-hmm. every year. So we have had that, e- and I think it goes back to the emotional uh, feel that people have for their community. And also, and I think that Kathy and Chrissy obviously have done this too, partnering with the city, with the city workers, with um, you know different city entities, and I think because of that, when we brought up the sculpture program, they were all on board, and they wanted it too because they also saw the value in it. Well, I do know that I, from what I understand about Belleville, there's a real pride in that city f- about your event, and there's a lot of local buy-in, and I don't mean dollars. I mean they feel vested. This is their festival. They're proud Correct. of it. Mm-hmm. And they pay it an ownership. Like- Right. So La Quinta um was part of part of the festival is part of their very big founding of their city too. Right isn't that what you said, Christy? Yes, absolutely. Yes. And so we right. do have 
um, you know, long-time uh, supporters and patrons who um, wouldn't miss it for the world. They're members of the foundation. They participate with us as volunteers. So, yes, we have excellent buy-in from the local community. And, and Chrissy, that's one thing mm-hmm. that I would like to talk to you about sometime too, about your, how you do, how you develop your memberships into your foundation, because we don't actually have a membership program. So that maybe we could get together and talk about that also. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Okay, Patty, so, I'm originally um, from St. Louis. I grew oh, up in St. Louis, so you're, oh, you're that is so right across the river from me. And, and I'll tell you, that was another thing. When this, this festival started, I would call people or inter, introduce myself to people and talk about the festival, and they would say, well, where is it? And I was, oh, probably a town you've never heard of, Belleville, Illinois. <laughs> and then they somehow would be connected to Belleville, Illinois. <laughs> So it was just so strange. <laughs> well, what to me, when I listened to another contrast of these shows, um, the La Quinta show, because of its wonderful resort location in the time of year, let's what's what is what is are your dates, um, Kathleen? Uh, for next year, it's going to be March sixth through ninth, twenty fourteen. So it's all it's in the heart of your tourism season, is it not? It is in the height. It is in the. It is actually the busiest week because the uh, B&P Paribas Tennis Open is down the street from us, a little over a mile and a half away. Okay, so you have this big tennis open going on at the same. Do you do cross um, marketing with them? We are working on that. We str- we're striving to get that. We've, we're building a relationship with them. You may or may not know they have just been sold recently, and Larry Ellison is now the owner and has huh. been for the past three years. And he hopes to grow that to half a million people coming for the two weeks of tennis. Mm-hmm. The Tennis Channel um, uh, in 2010 came to film the festival, and they have been... Uh, during the course of the tournament, playing um, that footage um, for the past several years as, you know, special interest, uh, quality of life uh, kinds of pieces in between the matches on the tennis channel. So we've uh, received the benefit of that. Right. So that's, that's okay. So so there's some high-end marketing that you aren't necessarily not coming out of your pocketbook, but as a result of relationships, networking. Yes. Or you oh, got lucky. Correct, correct. And then <laughs> all of the above. But, yep, all of the above. And then plus we do buy ads in their programs and everything as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, there you go. Okay, so ads in their programs also. You're not flying a plane over the tennis open, though, are you? No. Okay, no, that, we're no, not. not that, yeah. Okay. But so if those people, people are in town for the tennis open, they it's likely they w- may come to La Quinta. Correct? Is that Kathleen? What do you think? Have well, you been able to track that? So. We certainly would hope so. We're still working on that. I would say we have about twenty percent of the people that actually come to tennis come to festival. What we found in a survey this past year is that the majority of the people that come to La Quinta Arts Festival are coming specifically to the valley for the festival. There, there you go. And how do you think that why do you think that happened? I think it's our marketing. I really do. As Christy said, communication is really the key. We communicate with these past buyers and with new targeted marketing buyers all year long. 
Okay, so how do you communicate with them? Let's let's get down to that. We do um, everything Chris, from uh-huh, go on. Christy, go ahead and let Christy take this one. Well let let's some details things like where where is this marketing going that people are finding? You know, Patty said that she does these billboards and she does radio outreach. What what are you doing? Um, all of that and, and more. We actually um, have been able to collect the um, addresses and email addresses from purchasing patrons as a result of the way that we uh, conduct the show. And so we are able to communicate with them through um, email blasts and messaging throughout the year, whether it's by mail or by email. Uh, and so, uh, you know, if chances are, if they have purchased something at your event and are likely to return, which are um, patron um, profile survey indicated last year. We did a comprehensive patron um, survey last year at, at Festival 2013, and um, 43.3% were attending for the first time, and 56.7% indicated they that they had attended the festival before. So again, communicating with those um, who have attended the festival, who have been previous purchasers, uh, more than likely are uh, they're your best bet for uh, if they've had a great experience and are in love with their uh, art to communicate what's new and what's happening with the event to them year-round I think is very incentivizing um, to solicit their return. Okay, so then here is another part. Actually, I need to take a break and tell everybody that they're listening. This is Connie Mettler. This is Art Fair Radio. We are talking with the show directors from the La Quinta Arts Festival in La Quinta, California, and the Art on the Square in Belleville, Illinois, two of the top-ranked art fairs in the country, and we're talking about how they bring buyers to art fairs. Um, Let's see. So I interrupted myself, and I forgot my train of thought. So there we go. Um, boy, where was I going? Um, so, okay, so you are – oh, I know. One of the things artists complain about is there are too many other things going on art, at art festivals, and they're not paying attention to the art. And I would suspect both of these shows are not making that error. Yet, if I am vacationing in La Quinta and I come to your festival – and I love the art. What else do you have there that make me makes me really want to come back again, uh, Kathleen? What else do you have? Oh my gosh! Well, obviously, with the name alone, we're one of the golf capitals uh, of, of the United States. So we well, have to the PGA festival. West. Coming back to the festival. I mean, no, not, I'm not, to the not area. Sure. Why would someone want to come back to the area or come back? To no, the no, festival to the festival. Itself? To the festival. Because it's impossible to see our festival in one day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely impossible. We sell more than half of our tickets are multi-day passes. People will come, and after two hours or so, you are completely, mm-hmm. your mind is just really blown. You will go ahead and leave. You'll go play a game of golf. The area, the sunshine, all that is so beckoning to you. There's so many things to do in the area that you'll go do something else. You'll come back the next day. Remember, we oh. are a four-day mm-hmm. show, so you've got mm-hmm. many opportunities to come back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I think and that'll be really enticing. Pardon me? Yes, Connie, but 
but to address what I think your your um, point was, we have a lot of um, amenities for our guests, including great food and drink. Um, we have um, music, but it's ambiance music as opposed mm-hmm. to act music that would distract the patron from viewing the art. We hope it complements mm-hmm. their experience. Um, we have beautiful respite areas. The, the site itself okay, has mm-hmm. has babbling brooks and water mm-hmm. features okay. and lush green grass. Um, right. The place you want to spend the day. Right. And, and it complements yeah, the rest have, of the region. Right. And and passive performance entertainment as well. Mm-hmm. We have statues vivants. Last, go ahead. Okay. And alcohol, of course. We have a bar. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Okay, Patty. So how about you? I've come to your festival, and it's pouring rain. Oh gosh, it's done that, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, it has. And it actually, the very opening night of our very first year, it was 45 degrees in May, and oh people were in their fur coats. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but they still came out and bought and supported the show. But uh, we we are a three-day fe- festival. We actually o- do not open in, on Friday night until 5 o'clock um, and because we have to close off a state highway to put on the show. Uh, our show is set up around an English roundabout with a beautiful fountain in the middle, a large veterans' memorial fountain. And then because of the way that the show, uh, the, the configuration of the venue is, we have quadrants. Uh, that we have uh, certain activities going on. We have a quadrant that is strictly for children. It's only open on Saturday and Sunday, and it's it's open for a limited time. And we'll have um, make-it-take-it art activities. We have uh, mural paintings. We have uh, storytellers. Uh, the local will we'll partner with our junior college and local uh, university to... Uh, to do uh, maybe readers theater with the students or or with the there's my teacher thing coming out, uh, but uh, we also ha- then have two very nice um, food court areas, and we okay, do not so allow any can, cooking. So if, when they're there, it, if they get weary of looking at the art, or if they just there's need a break, you you have other things to to, to right, keep them there so the they don't. So right. they don't leave, with right? Wine court. Okay. Uh, you know, we okay. have wine court. Wine court. Jazz I always like bars to be there. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and one thing right. too that are both mm-hmm. similar is the fact that the music has to be appropriate music. <laughs> okay. You know, All right. Both, both I things. have three people on hold who've been holding for a long time, and I don't know if they're holding with questions or not. But we're going to check them out. Hello, you're on Art Fair Radio from the 404 area code. Did you have a question? Hello? Yes, 404, area code. Okay, that's what I thought. Let's try this one. I have a caller from the 719 area code. Do you have a question for these show directors? Well, I don't really have a question. I just wanted to give a few specifics to the things that I think what Tinta does to uh, do things differently. My name's Don McCoy. I'm actually one of the artist advisors for the show, and they incorporate artist advisors as one of the things that they do that helps improve the quality of the show. Secondly, in regards, you ask for things that bring people back to the show, 
And they mentioned, well, we have nice food, we have nice uh, amenities. They don't just have nice food. They have Ruth's Chris Steakhouse serving lunch (laughs) there, among other things. This is so far above your normal art show food, it's unbelievable. And they also have Fisherman's Grill for an alternative right there. So the ambiance, the food, it's really great. And then for specifics on bringing art buyers into there, one of the things that they've done is they have posters coming from the tennis tournament area going down uh, to where the festival is is held. And instead of having the same poster with the same image, there'll be different art images on each one. And they're roughly like two feet by four feet, something you can actually see when you drive down. And it's the diversification of these images, which I think really increases the interest in people wanting to go see. It's not like the same image of the same piece each and every time. They do the same thing in the advertising in in cooperation with the um, local newspapers. There'll be different items, different items of interest in every day before the show. And I think this diversity of things brings more interest than the many shows, which will pick four or five items for their postcard, and that's it, the postcard and the uh, um, uh, poster for the show are the only things. I think it's showing actual individual pieces of art and a wide variety of them that really helps. Oh, that's great. And Thank you, Donna. I, can can I address that? Uh, sure. From, I uh, totally agree with the call the the caller because uh even when we do our billboards, we have different images on our all of our billboards. Different artists that are featured, different images. Uh all of our marketing, advertising in in our publications, all we try to put as many images of all the different artists as out there to the public because I think that visual image of all, as much artwork and variety of artwork that they can see before the show is very important to sparking the interest of the buyers. Very totally good. Okay, that's that's great. Not just not just one poster boy like, and that's it. Okay, good. Thank Don. Thank you. That was a lot of helpful. Thanks, John. See, these these show directors aren't they're not tooting their own horns, but we need the artists to do it. I guess <laughs> that was a surprise. What a great well, good for you. I appreciate Thank you for letting me help advisors. clarify a little bit. Thank Thanks, you. I appreciate John. it. Thanks, okay, so so okay. Um, I think there are things that both of you have to talk about. I have a few a few more questions that we have to we only have like ten minutes left. Um, I, so here's the question, uh, Patty. First, let's make this brief because we got lots more things to cover. Are your sponsors? Do you do in when you recruit sponsors? Do you also ask them to collect the art? Is there any relationship there about that? Oh, definitely. In fact, I think that's one thing that can help. Uh, bring in buyers. Um, we connect our. We t- also do uh, demographic surveys every year, and we know that the, uh, us in particular in our area, we feel that our buyers are middle class and upper middle class. Um, average ages between 35 to uh, maybe 65, 70, 70. 
uh, with household incomes of 50000 to 200000 Now, that may be comfortable, but not necessarily what people would consider wealthy. Uh, mm-hmm. And our demographics actually fall directly into to that. 90% of our uh, attendees have college and uh, above, uh, you know, above master's and above. Uh, 80% fall into that income bracket of the 50000 to two hundred, and 76% also fall into that age bracket. What's so de- important about the demographics is the fact that it's important for marketing and promotion, but it's also important for sponsorship because they want to know what your their right. their market is too. And so, what what's really important for us is to uh, provide that information to the sponsors, and when we and use it for our marketing and for their marketing purposes. But we also then, with our sponsors, we give our cash to. Or so when they they uh, uh, promise a certain amount of money to you, part of it comes back to to them to spend at the show. Is that correct? At various levels, and then we at various also, levels, right? And mm-hmm. then whenever we have any type of promotional activities that are involving our sponsor, like we are getting ready for our sponsor's thank you breakfast, and uh, which we have every year where we bring all the sponsors together. And we actually will have drawings for people to win art cash. We also have a program called Corporate Collections. And what we try to do is um, when when uh, companies in our area, and a lot of them are a lot directly in Belleville are small businesses, when they purchase art uh, or start an art collection, we feature stories on the business and their collection in our local oh, nice. papers. Nice. And we'll Very actually nice. go in and take pictures of their corporate collection. And we always <laughs> have them write uh, and in- try to encourage. And we, we feature them also when we have our sponsor thank you breakfast. And we always try to get someone to get up and give a testimony about why it's important to start a corporate collection. <laughs> That's that's very good. Okay, so um, so they are buying, they're getting cash dollars, and you're doing a lot of good promotion there. Um, Kath, Kathleen, what about you? Are you doing any things, finding ways to have your uh, sponsors be collectors? Uh, we really work closely with the city of Lakinja, our premier sponsor, and every year they always uh, purchase. They are a backbone for us, and they really purchase a piece of art, which really built as you can imagine, our Art in Public Places program over the 32 right. years of the event. Okay, the, the Art in Public Places, there there you go. That's the one you said. Okay, now I have would like, before as we wrap this up, I want all of you to be thinking about what is there are three tips that you can give to other shows to help them bring buyers to the show. Kathleen, what is your what are a couple of your top tips? Engage your artist. Work closely with your artist and have them also invite even if they hand write, that's really meaningful to a patron. Uh notes to even 20 patrons and personally invite them to the show. I that means so much to people. It's a personal invitation, so that would be one. 
And then the next one, it would be really specifically target. Target the audience that you want to reach and really dedicate your time to that and your and your festival marketing dollar. Okay, those are those are great tips. What about you, Patty? Well, I we use our relocation packets that we receive uh and we send out personal invitations to new people in the area uh with our uh with postcards uh inviting them to attend the event. And of course, through our Art Cash program, that has helped us bring in more people every year as as word gets out about that program. But I think what's most important is, first of all, you have to have a well-run event. It has to be well-juried, and you have to have the strong market and promotion. You have to tap into the lifestyle of your community and also your region. And I think one of the major things is not to let your event go stale. You have to have a vast variety of artists, um, and the event has uh, maybe uh, new additions, like we added a interior design stage three years ago to show people how to use art in their home. But you have to make your event evolve and change with the times and also with your audience. Okay, so would you say you have turnover pretty um, every year? Would you do a lot? Do you do a lot of invitationals? For artists, Patty, Actually, how many? Because, mm-hmm. because our show, we usually have about 1,200 uh, artists apply every year for 100 mm-hmm. to 105 spaces. So mm-hmm. we do not have a lot of invitations. Our, okay. So, with all mm-hmm. of our award winners, we only have best of show and two other award winners that are automatically invited back to the show. Okay. All right. So what what about you, Christy? Any idea how many applications you get every year? Uh about the same number as, as Patty gets. Over <laughs> a thousand. Yeah. Over a thousand. And do you have a, a fair number do you in, re invite people? Um again, our best of show winner and best of category uh are automatically invited to uh return, but that's that's the extent. Okay, well, those those are really great tips, all of you. There is so much. You know, I should have had your, each of your shows on separately. There, this is too much information to cover. I think it was a lot of good information. I want to thank all three of you for your time today. You have provided not only great income for artists in our business, you are stellar examples of shows that other shows want to learn more about. And I thank you for your contributions to the art fair business. So that's it for everybody today. I'm going to wrap it up, and I want to thank everybody who called. I'm sorry I didn't take your calls. This was just too much information I had to get through. Um, We're going to be posting information from this broadcast at artfairinsiders.com, and we would welcome your comments there. In addition, you can download this free podcast at iTunes in the podcast section and subscribe to it there also. We have more interesting shows in the works with some of the nation's top show directors and artists. On our next podcast, we'll be speaking with art licensing coach Tara Reed. We'll explore the licensing market for artists and find out what you need to know to expand into this lucrative market. Do you have a good idea for a podcast? Let me hear from you. Connie at artfaircalendar.com or post it on our podcast page at artfairinsiders.com. Till the next time, thanks to Christy Salamone, La Quinta Arts Festival, 
Kathleen Hughes, La Quinta Arts Festival, and Patty Gregory at Art on the Square in Belleville. You guys are super, our industry. We all thank you so much. Till the next time, visit artfairinsiders.com. Tell your friends about us. Like us on Facebook. And everybody, go out, create, and make money. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Connie. Thanks, Connie. Thank you, Connie. Christy and Kathy, it was so great talking with you. I really enjoyed it. Christy, where did you live in the St. Louis area? I grew up in the on in the hill. <laughs> on oh the my hill. Gosh. Then you know Canettos. <laughs> oh, I do know Canettos very well. Personally. Personally, yes. That's where I had my first date. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.